frankly, there's been a lot of quality RPG podcasts right now. Oh, like like what like what good ones? Like it's give give me some recs, you know. Uh, I got a I got a NAD Pod subscription. Uh, not another D and D podcast. Uh, there's the Dimension Twenty crew. Um, uh, with their various seasons, they have a new uh, season out, Mentopolis. Oh, uh, do, do they release those as podcasts or? Oh, uh, they they don't. But when you have YouTube Premium, everything's a podcast. Oh, that that is true. YouTube Premium plus unlimited data. Everything is a podcast. Like the the scanners, you check inventory and stuff. They work off of Wi-Fi, so they just have Wi-Fi things set set up everywhere. And it's it's also got a guest Wi-Fi that you don't need to like put in your information for. Like I'm pretty sure they could figure it out, but like I can I have unlimited data when I'm at work, which really helps. Intriguing. That's uh yeah that unlimited data certainly makes life a lot easier, doesn't it? It's a job where I need to walk around a lot, which is like my kryptonite, but I can also listen to podcasts and hide places while still doing my job, basically. That sounds great. Alright, I'm just trying to more firmly establish that I can't let anybody at work know what this podcast is. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Like, you know, people at my work have no idea what my podcast is. Like, you know, I could probably, probably the best way to ensure that no one at my work ever listens to this podcast would be for me to describe it accurately to them. <laughs> Welcome to Brokazatsu, Two Brothers Exploration of Tokazatsu Shows and Related Media. My name's Sam. And I'm Harry. And I suppose I have to apologize because we realized that we may technically be breaking the strike starting next week, but like <laughs> you know We're We're gonna do our carbon our good faith carbon offsets on that. And I believe uh, the current plan was for every week to recommend a pirate site that you could be viewing it. Uh yeah, to we're- uh the, we're going to be adding a sponsor segment, but the sponsor segment is like, you know, here's this very specific internet address that you can find a lot of free v- videos for some reason. Yes, our sponsor this week is Crime. I thought about it, and like, the biggest reason why we're doing this, even though podcasts in theory aren't supposed to cover s- striked work, is that we really want to. Mm-hmm. And I, it's... It's a good excuse for us to, uh, you know, talk to each other regularly, which, you know, is lovely. Yeah, like, I mean, we want to move away from tokusatsu. Uh, It's something I was really interested in covering. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a lot of bad things to say about it, although I'm not going to say only bad things. Like, I am going to reserve the right to be pleasantly surprised. We're going to talk nothing but shit about Netflix. Yeah, but, (laughs) like, we're going to be very scathing about that. And also, we have, like... It would be hilarious if like, we got, <laughs> you know, for somehow, due to weird strike logic, because we're scabbing, somehow we get like a million listeners. It's like, like what if we rot? We, we finally have a successful podcast, but not like this. Uh, or yes, like this, because I mean, we're going to be fucking burning Netflix to the ground with every single app. Like, you know, we're, we're talking about it in the context of 
fuck Netflix. Here's other ways to support it. Also, here's the address for the CEO of Netflix. You know, do what you will with that. Well, we're not going to dox them, but like, whatever. <laughs> Say after him doesn't give us health insurance. So whatever. <laughs> uh, Listen, we do what we want. And right now, what we want to do is finish our coverage of Tokume Sentai Go Busters. Starting with episode 47. Uh, you know, for some reason, Harry, I, I thought that there were only three episodes to cover uh, this time. Like, but Did you forget or... to watch one? No, 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 no. Like, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I have watched all the finales for this series, Harry. All three finales. <laughs> we could do a ranking of the finales. I was genuinely thinking of doing that. Uh, and my opinion might surprise you. Hmm. We begin where we left off last time, like, as Enter, like, they, uh, they're pretty sure they killed off Enter, but he's back again. And they killed off Escape again, uh, but they're in a warehouse, and Enter has revealed not only is he constantly responding Escape, but he has gained the ability to create Metaroids from organic matter, aka a beetle. Yeah, so he has very few limitations at this point for how he can create monsters, which is highly dangerous exceedingly dangerous uh the program is evolving like uh, nothing is safe from him converting it into his own foul machinations he straight up says to the go busters i won our little game your goal <laughs> was to destroy all the cards before his majesty messiah regained his power and became unstoppable and hey he didn't stop me so as he's vamping, like, you know, Escape is asking if she could be allowed to fight, and the beetle just starts shooting lightning. I'm not going to bother explaining, like, the beetle cause. The the beetle in this episode is straight up an afterthought. Yeah, it's it's a it's a beetle man. He's got some lights on him, but he's pretty much just, like, a beetle monster man. It is exactly what you think it is. He Right now, he can do, he can do plants, which is what he's responding Escape from, and he can do insects. And soon he'll be able to do humans, human data and human specimens. And yes. he's going to become, his goal is to like take all the qualities of human, but perfect them and become a perfect human. Yeah, I, w I wasn't sure if that's like some kind of weird translation thing, because it's kind of a weird concept. And I'm not sure how well that would translate back and forth. I don't know. But the, the, it seems like he wants to become a god. Yeah, basically. He's doing the JRPG villain thing. He's going to consume everything. And But another translation thing is he, he basically turns to Redbuster and says, What's the matter, McFly? Chicken? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And Red immediately freezes up. And god damn it, how many times? How many times on this podcast, Harry, have I said that they need to do immersion therapy for Red? Yeah, they they were putting it off, but th now, now they're in the end Now game. they really do need to do it, because, uh, like, Red is frozen, the guys are getting beat up, and so Silver just, like, sends his jet in, grabs everyone, scoops them, and back to base for hyper-intensive immersion therapy. <laughs> it's like, everyone is, is confused as hell as, as how he found it out, because... He never gave any hint of knowing it before, but... Like there that. was technically that one monster that figured it out, though I think they explicitly made it clear that they weren't able to get the information back to Enter at the time. Yeah, like, one... The, 
the uh, one that like like the the transfer uh, the 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 chameleon one. It was paint. It was like painting itself to look like other people, and it got uh, Nick the the robot bike to mention the chicken thing. And then Nick played it off as he was lying, but yeah, he he did go to confirm it before telling Enter. So they managed to mm-hmm. stop it that one time. And one other time, like there was some vague. They had a vague hint of, like, maybe it being something related to signs or birds, but... Was it the weather vane as he was chasing the train? Like, man, that was, like, 30 episodes ago. Yeah, they they, they had some hints, but, like, now they know it, and Hiromu says, like, he's been trying to get used to this, but it's taken years to get just used to the fried chicken. <laughs> I love how that was the priority, like... Uh, if you're deathly afraid of chickens and you're a frontline combatant, your priority is to be able to eat them. Uh, so instead they do, like, kind of a gauntlet of showing him, like, cartoon drawings of chickens, starting with very abstract and cartoony. Uh, mm-hmm. and, like, they're, they're very cute drawings. Uh, abstract and cartoony, then all the way up to more realistic... All the way up to people dressed up as chickens, jumping out of doors and boxes at him, and... I mean, he's trying to power through, God bless him, but now he freezes up. He blue screens. It's like it's like the show is trying to get one last little bit of silliness in, because it knows some of the stuff that's going to happen soon. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, just, just to be clear, like, these five episodes, like, one continuous episode. There's, like, no pause between, like, the last, uh, the last scene of one show rolls right into the first scene of the other. Like, we're in it. Yeah, meanwhile, while they're... While they're trying to work through this off the side, uh, Jin, Ryuji, and Yoko, they're all talking about escape and how, you know, she keeps coming back, but every time she's restored, she forgets us. So, like, uh, she's just being being brought back from some backup data he has. And this, like, severely disturbs the rangers. Like, they've, they've been fighting escape for a while, but there's a little bit of respect there, and, like, you know, even she doesn't deserve this. Yeah, like... We kept pointing it out how fucking weird it was in Kamen Rider Zero One, but like, she was, she did have an identity, and to just try to recreate it from something, it's kind of fucking weird. It, it it's more existentialist than I was expecting. Yeah, it's they get eclipse phase a bit here in these last couple episodes. Uh, yep. Enter yep. even noses because like they're off on their own in a warehouse, and Escape is just smiling happily and looking at him. And he holds, like, a blade to her throat and says, Nothing? You're not even gonna call me a piece of shit? You're not gonna try to attack me or anything? Yeah, he he's, like, kind of regretting getting her killed and her primary data deleted. He, it's almost like he misses her. And they hated each other. But she's just, like, she's a shadow of her former self. So, the, the, beetle, the beetle robot, he's off at an industrial facility. Just one of those wrecking stuff. Yeah, the uh, the warehouse of fight or no the 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 factory of fighting. He's at the factory of fighting. They go to fight him. Uh, Silver says, "You know, this is my beetle. I will handle the big Megazord alone. This is my fight." And so everyone else goes to fight the little beetle. So everybody teams up. They they go in front of Enter and uh, Escape says, "Oh, Papa Enter, don't worry. I'll I'll take care of uh, all these people." And Enter freaks out, says, "This is wrong," and kills Escape. Yep, which no one likes, even him, because he then just resummons her. But it's another blank template copy. Like, she she has no memory. She goes through her opening speech again. 
there's the the robot fight going on. Uh, we could we could skip that. So does the episode. Uh, and the beetle guy, every he sees Red in the fight, and says, "Hey, what are you doing, chicken?" And Red starts to freeze up, but then his friends punch him. <laughs> like so, what they realized after the immersion therapy, like it was it wasn't going well. It was going too slow. So the different tactic that they um, that they clocked onto was as soon as he started to freeze up, they could cause him pain, which would kick him out of it. I feel like they get off a little bit easy with this. Like, it still is a big impediment in the middle of a fight and, like, Enter could have brought it up in later episodes. And, like, they, they don't, like, actually cure him. It's, like, a one-episode solution that they just don't bring up again. You know, I, I guess a little point in the show's favor, like, in any future episode where this would have come up, Red would be in serious pain at all times because of the amount of fighting he's doing. Oh, yeah. Like, I guess he is just accumulating injuries from now on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is the last time that Red is not in constant pain. Uh, it's also the last time where he learns the the moral of the story is to rely on his friends a bit more. Like, they, they copy that and say it again while he's uh, in the mech doing a... He's, he's in his mech riding on top of another mech, which is a bicycle. Um... I don't think this is the last time he learns that lesson. Does he learn that lesson again the next episode, Harry? Well, no, the, it, like, for the rest of the series, they... Oh, wait, no, yeah, he does learn it again. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to learn it in back-to-back episodes, Harry. And then they shout it again at, like, the end of the series. Like, that's how they win. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. They beat the giant beetle uh, after beating the beetle on the ground. Um... Let's see, escape. Uh, what happens with escape at this point? They just, yeah, uh, they kill her fast because she's blank. She has no fighting experience. She doesn't know what she's up against. So almost like mid-speech, they just take her out. Yeah. And it, the... It's sad. It's it's genuinely sad. Yeah. And they shout at Enter about how he'll never actually win because he just treats his allies like garbage, like ones and zeros. And the, this show can't grapple with the fact that there are also some humans like that yeah so he's he's angry he transforms but then he says you know what go ahead shoot me yeah we're the see si- if i care yeah just make it hurt you better do it in one shot and so he just stands there and lets them kill him and like they the show like zooms out like normally when they're like prepping their finishers the music is blaring the camera's all dynamic but no like we get to see him just like standing in the street as the cannon is like you know counting down just kind of like holding position yeah shoot me i could dodge this i'm choosing not to so he's gone and jay even realizes that oh his pet stag beetle was actually in his pocket hibernating so everything's fine <laughs> one last joke for the series everything's hunky-dory they walk away and then oh enter spawns again from like a railing that they had just been passing by which makes no sense because where's the backup data at which point, Enter says, well, yeah, I have a backup copy nearby. It's actually inside Red. Mm-hmm. And so long as Red is alive, I will keep coming back and you will never be able to defeat me. So way back when, when he did like the whole spreading the cards thing, he had, it turns out he actually kept two. There's the one he put in himself, which I think is seven. And then there's number 13 that he stuck inside of Red. And now it's been slowly absorbing data this whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, by the way, we have rolled it to the next episode. Like, 
we should probably mention that, but you know, it, it's just one episode here on in. Yeah. Yeah, we, we flash back to the fight, and uh, there was kind of a weird, awkward punch that they showed in that episode that, you know, they kind of backfilled. Oh, that was him planting the card. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, yeah. He did this a long time ago. We're screwed. And in order to permanently get rid of escape or enter, they also need to kill Red. Which she's counting on the Rangers not being willing to do. They go back to the base, and Red is just... Working through his feelings at the training at the training range, while the while the technicians are looking at his teleport data, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, there's some weird shit in here that shouldn't be. Like we didn't notice it before, but he gained like a whole bunch of just junk in his junk in his digital trunk." Does no one audit that data? Just kind of like, I mean, I assume it'd be like getting your genome sequenced every time you like take the trade to and from work like but the way they're describing harry like it like i'm not saying look at every single line but notice if like the file size doubles like that that should be noteworthy look man we don't know how this works what if you like eat a big burrito and like while it's being worked through your digestion system (laughs) They have, like, a bunch of stuff in there. Maybe they have, like, medical privacy that the cat just goes snooping all the time. Okay, okay. Fair point. But, yeah, people, they're back at the base. Red is putting out a strong face slash a denial face slash a, oh, yeah, I'm probably gonna have to kill myself face. Lots of that face in these episodes. Cut to the woods. Well, Red's also realizing, oh, there were multiple times in the last few episodes when Enter could have killed me and he just left, and normally Enter is too smart of a villain to do that. No, he had a very real reason. Yep, he didn't want to delete his own backup data. Well, shit. And the Rangers are trying to be, like, supportive, you know, we'll find a cure. Like, Yellow's there, said, yeah, we got this, we'll, we're in this together. And Red's like, yeah, yeah, sure, we're in this together, do, 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 I'm going to go get on my motorcycle and go find Escape alone, or Enter alone. Speaking of Enter, he's trying to bring back escape again but it's getting a little weird yeah i think he tries to merge her out of a out of a snake this time and the data started to get corrupted with how many times she's been destroyed yeah like she like she attacks him then freaks out and says oh wait are you my father are you enter like it's hard to tell it also doesn't matter and shoots at him again and enter just kind of ducks behind a tree and says there's no way to restore you to how you were before. I'm shocked I'm even trying to. It, it's because you got all that data on love that, like, I'm weirdly attached to the former you. Uh, but he says, you know, like, hey, uh, you're just a bunch of corrupted data, so go out and just be as good as you want to be. And so she starts just wandering through the woods. She absorbs a crow. She absorbs a dog. Yeah, then in this children's show, uh, Escape starts running around a pedestrian neighborhood, ripping the skin off of dogs and fusing them into herself. (laughs) Yep. Good old children's television shows. But yeah, so uh, it's around this point that Red, you know, fucks off on his bike to go 1v1 enter, and the rest of the Rangers start to look for him, and uh, they run into this corrupted escape. Well, they, they, also there's a scene with the Jenga blocks. You skip the Jenga blocks. Oh, I did skip the Jenga blocks, yes. The critical, critical Jenga blocks. The very color-coded Jenga blocks. Like Jin, he's 
like a specialist in this kind of stuff. So he says, all right, this stack of red Jacob blocks with one block in the middle is Hiromu. And in theory, there's some way to, during the teleportation sequence, take Hiromu's data, pick out the escape data, the card, and put it back together. Like, with just the Hiromu bits. Like, they do it all the time in Star Trek with the teleport buffers and stuff. So it's possible, but they don't know how to do it now, and they're kind of running short on time. They're also very cognizant, like, you know, hey, if we start taking out pieces willy-nilly, like, you know, we're, we're going to kill Hiromu. <laughs> like, Hiromu will just, his data will get corrupted and he will die. Yeah, and, like, for for escape, that's being, like, crazy and, like, slightly irrational. For an organic human being, that would be, like, what, half of your DNA code is gone? Like, your cells, your mitochondria don't recognize how to, like, consume energy anymore? Just, like... I mean, it... It's what's happening to Gold. It's it's what's been happening to him in hyperspace for 13 years. Like, he is losing his form. And so Hiromu, he walks off to the garage and says, Okay, all those stupid people are my stupid friends, so they're not going to let me go kill myself, so I'm going to do this on my own. His bike says, No, I'm going to give you a ride there, because I'm your bro. He confronts, uh, he confronts Enter on the roof of fighting, and uh, Enter doesn't want to kill Red, but he does say, you know... It might be a bit more convenient for my plans if you were in a coma. Yeah. So let's do that. Yeah. I, I could hurt you without killing you. Uh, yeah, later on, he drops a line like, how much damage will it take to cripple you but not kill you? Like, uh, Enter is very delightful, these episodes. And so um, all, all the other rangers, they're going to help him, but they they meet Crazy Escape, who, like, is freaking who's freaking out she's covered in like pelts snakes feathers from the crows she's ripped apart and she like she spouts anime final boss wings before she transforms into a super fucked up version of her powered version well she also like she gives her opening speech again about you know this is her guns you know gawk and mcglock but she's like you know just holding up like empty hands like she is she is broken like this is broken npc chat dialogue from a video game yeah. And it is tragic. Red and Enter, they're off having like a super fast duel because Enter has been... With really good choreography, by the way. Yeah, they're jumping around like uh, Enter, he has the super speed of Red and he's learned a lot of his moves. Like these are the fights, like, you know, these end of series fights with just, you know, 1v1. These are the ones that they give to the best two fight uh, performers of the show and just tell them to go at it. And they are. <laughs> Uh, Enter even says, every time I'm reborn from you, I am I grow even stronger than before. Like, I copy more of your data. And Red... So, the, the ultimate trick of this is that Red is, like, a super duelist, and he was, like, the best at fighting in the backs and best at fighting on ground, so... Enter... So now, Enter is as well. Yeah, and also, he's, like, the only person who can probably really kill Enter. So, if they kill him, then even if he doesn't have a backup, he can... Like, who's going to take Enter down? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a pickle. Um, back in the fight versus escape, like, turns out she's crazy, but she's also stupid tough. Uh, she shrugs off finishers from the guys, like, she's uh, tossing them around on the ground, and then she starts to grow. Yeah, she wants to be like Papa, and she starts just growing into a Megazord. 
just sending out tendrils, absorbing shit into her body, and they have to take her down in Megazord form. <laughs> like, I guess off screen, there's like a pet shop that has like a tentacle pop in and like eat everything. It, this is getting grim. It's it's super grim. These last couple episodes, Harry. Like Blue straight up says while he's piloting the combined mech, "You may just be an avatar escape and our enemy, but you don't deserve to be trapped in this cycle." Like we we're gonna stop this and stop enter. So they, they blow her up in giant form. She transforms down back into her regular form for one last little uh, one last little beat. Uh, she is trapped under rubble, and Blue, you know, walks up to her, like, kind of tears in his eyes, because, like, they've been enemies, but they're, these are the two, like, sexy fighters. Yeah, he was pretty sure he could hit that again at some point. <laughs> and she vanishes, and that is Curtain for escape for the series she does not return in the last two eps red has a new plan in his duel with enter uh he kind of grabs enter and starts the first part of his finisher move where he sets himself on fire and turns into a you know energy cheetah and hits a dude instead he'll just set himself on fire and grab enter and be like hey get the card out of me or i'm gonna keep doing this until we both fucking die how about that yeah i i kind of love it when the show like pretends that physics apply to these people but we'll give it to them yeah like it's like this is not a hard rules show and like <laughs> sometimes it, it, it usually does a better job at like establishing the rules before it matters but they're, they're on a time crunch at this point no that this actually i i loved this it made it made like the every part of like the finishing move instead of just being flashy meaningless cgi it's like oh that's actually happening that's actual real fire that is being generated with heat with destructive properties uh, and enter super happy saying this is the kind of brilliance that led me to choose you so yeah screw it let's die together mm -hmm. and there's an explosion but uh red was saved because enter wrapped him up in tentacles like, even as Enter's body was destroyed, he used his abilities to guard Hiromu, and he comes out, like, d burned and kind of torn up, but he's alive. Mm -hmm. Like, he won't even and... be allowed to kill himself. No, he won't, and Enter reappears shortly thereafter, mocks him a little bit, and then says, let's morph in time. And as episode 49 starts, he transforms into Dark Buster. Yeah, kind of hybrid between his personal costume and uh, Ranger Red, just dark, deep maroon red, lionish features. It's it's a real good look, and he has all his moves. He has all his super speed and teleportation powers. Yeah, I, I think when they adapted the season into Power Rangers, uh, this costume was like there from the start, and I think interesting. Yeah. Like, because I watched, like, the first episode or two of it, and I was like, it, I, tr I I have tried to watch some, like, Power Ranger series of the full Sentai shows I've seen, and, like, I don't want to seem like a snob, but it is... Well, I mean, like, because it's... Usually I watch the good Sentai series, so when you adapt it, it's a little bit worse. Like, for Power Rangers RPM, apparently that was, like, not a great Sentai series that they made it to a really good Power Rangers. Yeah, only one gets to be good. Like, that's... I'm okay with that. Uh, and so they're fighting, like, the Dark Buster, and he has all of her moves moves now, He's, which means he's running around super speed, he's, like, dueling everybody, knocking him down. Like, 
even though he can infinitely respond, he doesn't even need to anymore. He's winning. Just straight up, like they can't, they can't beat him. And he, he's he's gained the protagonist ability to come back stronger from hard circumstances. Yeah, like they they shoot some finishers uh, on him, and the music swells. Like you know, all right, we got lucky, we landed it, but nope, he's even still there. Yeah, he says, "I've gotten what I need." Uh, humans have this data, but I got from you, and now you can't stop me. So I'm just gonna leave and do my thing. So he he disappears. Uh, they go back to the base, or we cut back to the base, and the base cannot locate him. Everybody confronts Hiromu because you are right. They had to teach him the friendship thing again. Like, <laughs> let it, you know, Hiromu, we're here to help you no matter what you need to do, even in this weird case where you may need to like destroy yourself, <laughs> like. Blue straight up says to his face, if the only way to stop Enter is to kill you, I will do it. So stop doing things on your own. We do cut back to Enter, and he is uh, at one of the massive Energon tanks, which, you know, we've forgotten about, but we're at the massive point of contention and fighting for the first whole part of this series. And he walks up to one and turns it into a cocoon. Yeah, he, he does the transformation thing directly at the source. And uh, it's sucking up a bunch of Enertron, and also sucking up a bunch of nearby people. Yeah, the people are getting absorbed, just like covered in tentacles, turning to digit. Uh, well, not digitized just yet, but like it's it's horror movie esque. Yeah, like there's even you ever you ever see that movie like from the nineties? I think it's Virus, um, where there's like a Russian oil tanker that intercepts like a an alien like space virus digital virus and starts just converting all the bodies on board to be like half size. It, it reminded me a bit of that kind of body style horror not quite that hard this is still children's tv but hints of that yeah there, there's even a scene where they hear some children crying and they run and the scene is like there's like two adults just like splayed out in front of the children clearly they blocked the metal tentacles with their bodies just to save the kids and like that that hits it hard as the rangers are doing this um we cut back to the base gold is at the table looking grim because he's figured it out he has a bunch of data left in his body it's missing a bit that missing bit is inside the card Enter has. So in theory, if they kind of, if he puts his data next to Hiromu's data, it'll be magnetically sucked back into him and out of Hiromu. But even as he's doing this uh, visual, visual display, his own tower of Jenga blocks gets scattered on the ground, and Jay looks at him and says, "Yeah, that's this. This will kill you." And he says, "Yeah." But it'll get the card out. The the Rangers they barely escape with like from a, like a bunch of putties, uh, and when they do and get the kids to safety, uh, they say, "Hey, uh, the commander gets them on the radio." He says, "Go to Jin's hangar in hyperspace immediately. We just might be able to get that backup card out of Furumu." Yeah, and uh, Red, you know, actually has a bright idea, which the Colonel and Gold hadn't even considered. Like, if we're going to hyperspace. Let's bring Enter with us. Hyperspace is super unstable, so there's a good chance it'll destroy itself if there's any more fighting. So, like, if whatever you're planning doesn't work, then the least we could do is take Enter with us. The Colonel of Golds give it the thumbs up. So that's now the plan. So 
they walk up to the seer cocoon inside their megazords uh, just in time for it to transform into an enemy megazord yep the omega megazord just like a nice like bright white and black machine covered in cannons it's it's a pretty good design yeah it, it's it's just covered in spikes and like bunches of guns very end bossy uh so it, it's fighting it's fighting them it's doing a pretty good job at knocking them back but then enter halts in place and says oh you're trying to lure me somewhere but it's too late uh, gold and silver are behind him hit him with the crane and knock him into the hangar on top of the teleportation pad yeah and so for two whole minutes they need to hold him in place just keep him from getting back out of the facility and from destroying it and as it's doing this facility is full of the of the you know the crew like the the commander and like the the technicians and like the walls are like exploding and burning his yelling at them to get out it's like no we need to do this we gotta finish it you know the finale of every like star trek movie when the bridge is exploding the red shirts are flying across the screen like yeah it, it's that <laughs> why does being shot at the side of the ship make the bridge explode like one of the consoles like star trek but it's dramatic like everyone has those dramatic face injuries with a little bit of blood and a lot of scratching. Like, what are the? I think the only show I've seen do that like kind of accurately is um, uh, the Expanse, where and I haven't seen like a lot of the Expanse, but like e- even in the, like the first season, there was that moment when the main characters were in the middle of a ship that was going through battle. At one point, there was just a clunking sound, and one person had a giant hole through them because a railgun round had just gone through the ship, but no one else even really noticed. Expanse does it fucking great. I'll send you some YouTube links of a couple space battles in the Expanse of like other stuff. It you should watch more Expanse. We should cover the Expanse. Yeah, but yeah, well, I'm, fuck it, we could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so they managed to hold the enemy back in place, uh, despite it destroying the base, despite it, you know, doing its best to get out. They're on the pad, and then they're teleported to hyperspace. So, at this point, they've they haven't won. Dot dot dot. Because Enter does like, seem fully capable of like getting back to the real world, given like a couple minutes. But they have, they kind of have him in the best case scenario left for them. Because they need to run to the hangar, and I think Enter kind of keys on to they have a secondary plan here. He's not quite sure what it is, but you know he doesn't really want to give him that much time. So he goes, uh, Enter goes to Menace, yellow and uh, red, like, you know, just kind of beat him up, keep him in place, put red in a coma, at which point I think blue in his uh, gorilla back causes a landslide uh, on top of him to kind of put him in place a little bit. Uh, back in the real world, the cocoons stopped growing when Enter went into hyperspace, so they, they do seem to, like, it's all on them. Uh, so cut back to Gold's hangar in hyperspace and uh golds explains what the plan is going to be they're going to do partial teleport of red and gold and draw some of the data from the card into gold's body yeah he omits the part where that will kill him yeah like initially the rangers are saying this is just moving the goalposts now we'll have the same problem with you as opposed to uh as opposed to Hiromu, but Jay has to pipe up and say, no, he's lying. When the card is absorbed, it'll destroy his body. So, there's a big emotional scene. Uh, All the rangers say they'll find another way, but Jin screams at them, saying, I thought you had resolve. 
Like, do you forget what's going to happen to the world if we screw around much longer? Like, th there's no other way. What's your other way? Can we do it before Edgar takes over the world? We have, like, hours at this point. Yeah, like, Gold is, like, scream crying at them. Like, everyone is crying. I almost cried a little bit at this scene. It was nice and emotional. Yeah, he grabs him by the shoulder. He, like, goes up close to Yoko and says, Don't you care what happens to the world your mom gave her life to save? Your mom? My girlfriend? Yeah. We, we didn't want to make it official, but I did care about you, and I was going to be part of your life, but then I got sent to another universe. It, it, status, it's complicated. <laughs> the, the world is beautiful. Like, Jay, you were talking about how you want to see the things change, so help me protect it, please. At this point, Enter uh, blows up the wall of what, the hangar and starts marching with putty, so uh, everyone else, except for Red and Gold, goes to hold off the horde as they do the experiment. There's a big long fight. Everybody gets some moves in. Jay, especially, he's like holding the single uh, black Jenga piece that was like the last piece of Jin in the <laughs> kind of the visual display thing. He's saying, yeah, I'm going to protect them all. And he manages to knock Enter back as Jin completes the procedure and the card is destroyed, as well as his body. We get to see the cards just crack and vanish, and there is an immediate effect on Enter. Like, he starts to glitch out as soon as his backup is gone. Yeah, like, he, he's freaking out. What what happens to my data? Did they do something? And they did. Like, he, he was not expecting this to happen. So, like, as the Rangers come out to all confront him, and Gold is still there, and he's, like, not doing great either, but, like, he says his his form will hold on for a little bit longer. Like we said, when way back at double, double, when parts of your body start glitching and turning into data, that's not a good sign for your lifespan. It's really not. It's really not. Enter in a very darkly comedic moment says, well, you can't kill me because I have the missing bits of Jin's data within me and you need that to bring it back to life. And Jin just laughs and says, yeah, I'm already dead, motherfucker. My body's gone. And so are you. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, full full credit to Enter. He had a backup plan and then a backup to the backup. It's just that they were able to negate them both. Yeah. Like and and a lesser show would have negated them both like hand wavy. They would have they wouldn't have made people pay the this kind of price yeah, like, for negating them. I guess the the main thing is that the one thing he didn't account for, like is the self-sacrifice because like you know all of his was liking the strength of people but he never he never wanted the data of like de destroying himself but everybody here was willing to do that yeah 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 yeah. he got out maneuvered and so his last shot is to just like fight the rangers and you know the rangers are now literally standing between him and the material world they get all get their mechs there's like a big fight as hyperspace is like cracking the sky is like breaking around them it's not as long a Megazord fight as I was kind of expecting. Like, Red in his mech, like, they realize, okay, he has perfect data on everything we've ever done. So, uh, do something weird with the mech that we've never done before just to throw him off. And what he does is, like, put all of his energy into one person's legs and uses his super speed move that he does on per person. And a mech moving at super speed is fucking terrifying. Truly is, truly is. And it, it confuses and confuses him and, uh, Causes an opening in his defense, which they exploit, and now we're out of the mech battle portion. They go to the ground, they do one final roll call, everybody's, like, helmets gets cracked. And then 
like after a a nice crunchy little brawl um they all combine together for a group volcanic strike which they've never done before and adieu there's no great line like uh gokaiger where they tell him to wind to his dead son in hell but they, yep. but they do kill him and enter goes out like a champ just flickers and explodes and the rangers collapse to the ground as hyperspace falls apart around them they're all talking about how glad they are they did it they've completed the mission they're glad they're friends and then like hyperspace data ghosts of Jin and their dead parents show up and be like hey you still need to leave the dimension like come on you, you want like leave cut back to the base and the colonel uh gets reports that all the cocoons have uh, transformed back into normal buildings and all the people that were absorbed are coming back to life and they realize oh the rangers won but they're still in hyperspace <laughs> But then after a minute, they get a call, the rangers made it out, and they're ready to be picked up. And as the credits roll, they have a, kind of just a brief montage of them going on with their lives. Yoko, she graduates from high school. Uh, mm -hmm. Ryuji, he's working as an engineer. Uh, Hiromu, he's helping, he's helping, like, Nick, his bike guy, work on, uh, Work on being a chef, which is actually nice that, like, the even the bots are, like, getting their own side projects. Hey, they're kind of the last family members they have, aside from each other. Yeah, they... If... If, uh... If, if the Go-Busters had a nickel for every time they had to kill their parents or parental figures to stop an evil AI, they would have two. Which is not a lot, but so weird <laughs> it, it happened twice. Yep. Yep, it is. And that is the end of Ghostbusters. Um, like a an abbreviated denouement over the credits, but I mean, nay, affecting nonetheless. And then there's a brief shot that they have in Sentai series of like the baton pass, where one ranger from the next series shows up and kind of like high fives the previous one. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's Ghostbusters. That was a pretty good series. So, yeah, what were you saying here? Like, as I was clever enough to kind of remind you of the previous rankings, like, we rank the series. And now we are going to add this into our existing ranks. Did we want to rank the finales first? Sure, sure, sure. I would put this finale in the middle. Like, I think the first finale was the best finale, then this finale, and then the second finale against uh against escape in her giant mech i mean they're all really close for me because like they all have different things the other ones weren't as uh emotionally cathartic as this one like you know there's less like sacrifice uh especially with like golds uh in the other ones but the brawl with the messiah mech at like episode what was that like 40 30 no like 30 or whatever 42 i think that was really good like the mechs jumping through the chest of the messiah bot yeah i i don't know i don't think i can really like rank them separately like that like they, they all just serve different purposes Nah, this bit wasn't as funny as i thought it was so on to the ranking of the series uh well i i could try to think of something better like um, uh, well, I guess I'll say, cause like I, I went through the series live and as we were going through the show, um, it did have like the behind the scenes stuff of them, like we re reworking things and like changing what the structure was going to be. And at the time we were, 
it was like worrying, but I do think in hindsight it came together very well as like a show and like it, it's you might be able to see some weird stuff of them changing things around, but I it's it ends up no more discordant than the average Sentai because like believe me, there's drop stuff all the times in Toku. There absolutely is, as we have seen. On that subject, let's rank the series. All right. So our what's your oh our after you yeah our current rankings just real quickly, Copyrighter Double, Super Sentai Kaiger, Power Rangers RPM, Black Lightning, Gridman, Garo, Common Rider Gaim, Common Rider Zero One, and Nexus. What's your initial thought, Harry? Where do you think it should go? It's been a while, but like, I'm trying to. For me, the question is whether it's above or below Black Lightning. Okay. Because okay, I mean, these rankings are a little weird because I liked Gridman a lot more than you did, but I think like the fair spot is like, I think Power Rangers RPM. It was like a little shorter and tighter. It didn't have like kind of wandery bits, and it had like the strong plot line of like where it was going and also had like it, it was like this was inspired by rpm like it was the snaking its own tail thing and like they had the extra bits of like the main characters being tied into the creation of the uh evil virus and stuff so and i this i mean it was good but like we read into it some so i think this i would put that above this so i think black lightning i'm just trying to remember because there was a lot of middle of Black Lightning, that was very painful, if you don't recall. Like, Black Lightning had high highs, it also had a whole lot of middle. Also, like, this is like a whole 50 episode series, and like, how many of those were like throwaway fillery ones? Like, I don't know. Do, like, do we talk, what do we think about the proportions? Because, like, the, the thing about the filler of this series was that it was pretty fun. <laughs> Like, the the filler on Black Lightning felt like filler. Yeah. The thing is, like, CW show boring is really boring. Toku boring is like, eh, they're fighting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toku Toku boring is you can watch it at, like, the corner of your screen while you're doing other stuff. But Black Lightning, you have to pay attention and be like, what? Why? (laughs) Why? Why are they doing this still? Why is this character being introduced and not doing anything? Yeah, wasn't there the whole bit with, like, uh... Tobias Whale's sister being, like, introduced and killed off and not really affecting the plot. Yeah. There was so many just dead ends there. Just, like, stuff that... I think this has to go above Black Lightning, Harry. So this would be number four. So right below RPM? Yeah. So are are we saying that RPM... I do think above Black Lightning now. So RPM was pretty tight... Had a really good through line. Had really good cast of characters. It didn't have much filler at all. Like, it, it was, like, all chiller. And, like, it was also a little bit shorter, which let it be a little bit more focused. Um, it just the writing was super snappy. I, I think... It, it had a lot more... Like, it answered questions about the weird setting that we... That, that were unanswered in this one. This one didn't do world bit building. Power Rangers RPM did. That's a huge plus for me. Okay, so that would make the show number four in our list. Okay. Good times. I agree. Yeah, not much contention there. Yeah. Just a good quality, solid show that just doesn't crack our top three. You know, that's, that's Toku. Sometimes it's just good. 
And sometimes Netflix shows are very bad. Will it be one of the ones that we're watching this next? I have no fucking clue. Like, I, 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 I have done as much as I can to avoid getting like information about the Netflix series, but I have read One Piece like a thousand issues of it, literally. Yeah, Harry is way the fuck up on One Piece. I'm not. I'm going into One Piece completely blind but um but, i haven't even seen a fucking trailer okay but i'll my thesis is like there have been several attempts to adapt iconic anime to the states and like most of them have been like middling to bad like and but even then i think there were like they had the chance to be good like ghost in the shell it was fucking weird the race bending they did with like Scarlett Johansson as like Makoto Kusanagi. If they had, if they were just adapting it, adapting it, and then like made it like a Western character, like said it was like Major uh, Michelle Kerrigan. I don't know what. What just 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 change the name. <laughs> and don't bar- or if they'd fucking cast like Chloe Bennett in it or something. Yeah, no. or, or if they'd actually just cast an Asian person anyway. Like that yeah. could have been good. Like it's cyborg, you know, fighting and stuff. You can make a good gritty TV series out of that. They adapted Death Note. That's like interesting, uh, like intrigue and like logical fights. And you could totally do that on a budget with just like people walking around. That could be a CW show easily. They did. God, Death Note should be a CW show. Yeah. Like it, it almost fits perfectly into the CW formula. Yeah. It, it, Death Note, it could have been good. Um,. The thing is, yeah, there's a type of anime, like, Cowboy Bebop, I mean, it's ballsy to try to adapt what I consider, like, one of the best anime of all time, but it's like a sci-fi action show, Firefly was a decent show, Killjoys was a decent show, you could make that type of live action show very well. One Piece yeah, is Looney Tunes. worse than all of those. Yeah. One Piece is okay. silly Looney Tunes with, like, the characters are cartoon bendy people, and... There is zero subtlety. There is no subtlety. There is no internal dialogue on any character ever. Because it's been going for, like, fucking... Because it's been going since the early Clinton administration. Uh, (laughs) They've built up a world and, like, an arc and stuff, and it has become, like, very interesting, and, like, there's themes and stuff. But it's taken thousands of issues, and none of that is fucking in the parts we're going to be covering. So I have no idea what they're doing or what they think they're going to do. But I do know what we're going to be doing. All right. That sounds like a thing we're going to be watching, Harry. That was the intro for me. What Sam, what are we going to be doing? That was like the part where you answer that. Oh, sorry. Missed the cue. Uh, We're going to be dancing, Harry. We're going to keep dancing. You see, we got to break the strike lines just to give you this kind of content professionalism. (laughs) You cannot survive without our genius takes. See you next week.